so thank you ladies for talking with me. Um, so I saw the tweet that went up for the film and I, I immediately tweeted Bola. I'm like, we have to talk. <laughs> Cause I was like, I saw the trailer. I'm like, this is crazy. I must watch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, okay, so, like, I read, so the tagline for the teaser is, she doesn't want justice, she wants revenge, and the film is called Hangry, and I, I, the name immediately, because the first thing that comes to my mind is the Snickers commercial, right, and... Yeah, I love that people think about that. They're already like hashtagging it. They're like, maybe a Snickers will help. <laughs> right. And so, um, so where did the idea for the film come from? Um, yeah, so the name for the movie, uh, it kind of goes back to when I was growing up, I grew up in a very low income family. Um, it was a very big family. There were, you know, 10 of us kids. And so a lot of pressure was put around food. Mm -hmm. Um, and because the, so the moment in this film that actually inspired me writing this project was my stepfather used to come home in the middle of the night and he would call me at like midnight, 1am to get up out of bed. Yeah. didn't matter, like, at school the next day, what was going on. He'd call me to, like, wake me up to cook for him. And so it was this idea behind anger around food yeah. in, in, in a weird way. Um, we, we were hungry, but I was also just really angry with the circumstances of my life. So the, the two combined are kind of where hangry came from. Right. Um, yeah, because I, I guess it's kind of weird because, like, when most people think of food, they think of, like, positive emotions, right? You're, like, you're because you're fulfilling a hunger, literally. But then if someone is making you do something that you don't want to do, especially at an inconvenient time, then it changes, I guess it changes your perspective around food, right? Yeah, and then also, you know, having to work in the slaughterhouse right. to to eat even because a lot of a lot of what we were doing was we were, you know, preparing animals to feed ourselves right. half the time. So we had to do this in order to eat. Right. So, you know, it it was just this like kind of violent dark context around survival. And the two combined, yeah, that's where that's where hangry came from. Right. Okay. And so, so you have that context, but then you also have the story is based about, but the film is also about abuse, right? So it's about, I guess, like fulfilling different things. Because for for the lead, um, I'm not sure her. What do we have a name for the lead as yet? Right. Her name is Ray. R A E. R A E. Right. So, like in the trailer, like he, he the the man, he's strung up. Um, by his feet and she's like sharpening her blade and as I'm guessing it's supposed to be kind of like a thriller because that's the tone I get from it not only because of the name but when like I've, I have this very visceral reaction when I hear like metal getting sharpened or even either it's on metal or on concrete because it just like it creates like this unsettling emotion and in the trailer, it goes on the whole time in the trailer. And I'm like, this is edging me. So it like, it, it's very uncomfortable. So I'm guessing that that's where the trailer's going. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's a thriller. It's, it's pretty dark um, and pretty visceral, emotional. Right. Cause yeah, like that's, that's what I, 
I was just trying to think of a teaser for this because we wanted to sort of give people a little taste of what we're trying to create. You know, it just seems easier for people to back a project when they know what they're paying for, so to speak. So um, we was trying to think of something and... I don't know what happened. It's like I just came back from vacation. This is why vacation's important, guys. Mm-hmm. Like you need your mind needs to rest for yeah. a minute. Yes. <laughs> when you come back, you're just like you're refreshing shit. So, so that's what happened to me, and I was just sort of um, thinking about what this could be. And one of the things that drew me to this project is that I would get to hang a guy and like cut him up. Like <laughs> I was like, I needed my David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah type short film mm-hmm. um you know because i'd done a sci-fi drama i'd done my comedy and i just needed something that was just a little darker a little more um a little more fucked up basically yeah. so hi <laughs> you're like eh. <laughs> you're taking this whole different way <laughs> yeah so i just it, it was i was just trying to think of how i could get people really invested in something you know the the, the trailer is only 45 seconds yeah and that credits yeah. <laughs> so I needed to get people's attention and I needed them to feel something really quickly and the way that I need to do that is by you know uh, engaging sound in a really visceral way in a really powerful way so I was just thinking of what can I have go like rhythm- rhythmically throughout the entire trailer while we get these few flashes of images that we don't really know what they lead up to right. until we get to the very end right and so so you have the idea of like stringing him up and sharpening, but it's also about the 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 visual idea because you're when you see her sharpening the blade, the first thing that's gonna come to your mind, the first thing that came to my mind anyway, is she gonna eat this man, and right? So you're like thinking, okay, so we're going into saw territory here, where we're gonna get limbs and everything severed and and ingested. So I'm um, even without even because the the sharp film hasn't been done, but. I've already getting ideas about where this is going, where it's like, um, it's metaphor. If like, is this a metaphor of getting revenge right. by digesting the person who has done you wrong, or is this going to be like a literal thing where we see her doing pulling um a Hannibal Lecter and talking about uh, drinking about a glass with a glass of wine and saying, "Oh, my revenge is complete. Nothing." You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. Well, they have to. We, we have to make the short before we can answer that question. I, I know, but I, I guess I guess is, and I think that's why like the short, um, the teaser trailer is so effective because it already starts, it already gets you thinking about where yeah. the story could go, and then you have to be exactly. want to see what actually does happen if what I'm imagining is even close to what you guys are are planning to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And for and for Tennessee, so. Um, because you're because of your you you guys are doing the Kickstarter for the um for the campaign. I know it's only like two more days because it's ending on Tuesday. Um, what oh, you... oh, we have three three more days. Oh yeah, so oh, we don't take a day away from it. <laughs> oh no, oh no, because I saw on I saw on Twitter on Tuesday, so I guess you got an extra day. Well, because we launched it on a Tuesday, right? Well, I thought oh, we pushed it. Uh, do we? Shit's on Thursday. I can't remember. Oh, okay. I don't know. We have four days to go. Four days. Oh, okay. Trust from me, today. Okay, yeah. my life. Okay, from today. Okay, so I'll make sure. This, so when I do the blog post, I'll make sure I add it up. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. So, uh, yeah. so what's the total goal? What's the total uh, monetary goal for for the short? 20,000. 20,000? Oh, okay. So um, when you're doing a short when you uh, and you have the budget, um, especially for a film like this, I'm thinking like, because it, it looks it might be minimalist in um 
in context but when you have a film like this how do you go about training um doing the stunts because for the in the in the teaser trailer the stunt is you know, he's just hanging but then you have to i'm thinking about what other stunts could possibly be involved in a film like this because if he's doing if she's doing something that involves like carving up someone <laughs> or you know what i mean like what like wh like where do you go like how do you work go around planning your stunts for a, a film like this Coordinators, stunt coordinators. We had a great stunt coordinator for yeah. the teaser. His name's uh, Tim Malecki. Yeah. Uh, he was a recommendation from my normal, uh, from the stunt coordinator I had for the Water Phoenix. Right. And um, they came in and they did a solid. And you know, it took three people to do that rig. Right. Um. So so yeah. So we're very conscious of what kind of like what it takes to do each stunt, and I'm well versed in all of those things. I know exactly what it takes. I know which which is why I know. Um how to engage the right people who are going to take care of it and make sure it's safe. That way we can do it in a way that doesn't harm anyone. Um, so yeah, the, the, the 20,000 just, it goes to stuff like that, making sure that we can do things safely, uh, making sure that we can take our time shooting it and make it look good, look as good as that trailer. Um, you know, we shot that in nine hours and uh, we'd love to do, you know, more of that and in a way that isn't rushed and doesn't um, feel compromised by a low budget. And this is why she is just really, really brilliant and talented at what she does because I write and I know that it can be done, but I wouldn't know how to execute that. So having been paired with Bola and getting to like watch her take something that I had done and bring it to life was really amazing and, and was done really professionally. Um, I, I, everyone was really great. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's all about teamwork because that's like everything does come together. And I have to ask because because of the subject matter of the film, and we and we're all we're still going through the whole the Me Too movement and Times Up. I have to ask. So like, was it was just was it just pure coincidence that this was when you were start you started promoting the film within this time frame? And you know what I mean because like a lot of stuff is happening. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way we were like, guys, quick, Brett Kavanaugh, he's gonna do all the, gonna make all the women angry. We need to launch it right now. No, we were in the middle of our of our Kickstarter uh, when all of that went down. and got fired up right yeah. back again, and people just have this anger. and And I was like, and actually, a lot of the women, a lot of the, my crew are women, and so yeah. one way we're seeing just this teaser, you know, from it, from conception to actually finishing it. I, they kept telling me how cathartic it was to work on this because, um, you know, it just everybody has that person. They have that person who sexually abused them or sexually harassed them or persons. Yes, they it, and so they have someone who's done that to them. So the idea and the thing that we never get to do it. That this is something that I think as artists, that's right. the great thing about what we get to do is we get to put out our fantasies. We get to yeah. say what we what we would have done, what we should have done, what we could have done, all those things, we get to, like, actually do it and show it and bring it to people. And so the idea of, like, a lot of people who have had something like this happen to them, being able to have that satisfaction of doing something about it right then and there mm -hmm. instead of feeling like, you know, 20 years later, now I feel like I have the strength to say something is, I think it's very powerful. I think it's something, this is the reason why art was created, is to be able to do that. Yeah, because I had actually... I had written this short like three or so years ago. Like I actually wrote it uh, a while back, 
before the Me Too movement, even. Um, we talked about it yeah. before the Me Too movement. Yeah. yeah. The, I was attached to this project last year, um, right after the heels of, I think it might have been right after talking to you, actually, because okay. I just finished Are We Good Parents? Um, I just finished shooting it, and then I was looking for my next thing, and, you know, just sort of trying to figure it out, and we talked about it, and I was like, this is cool. Right. Um, I've been wanting to work with her for a minute. <laughs> right. She's been all over the place. I, and so, and Tennessee, like, when you were writing the script, is there was there something, without revealing, like, too much or giving away spoilers, was there any moment when you were writing the script that you were like, what the hell am I doing? Kind of, like, you know what I mean? Because because of the tone of it, and, like, the even, like, going from the, from the trailer, like, it's going to be possibly violent and we're not likely violent and right so but was there a moment where you're like what what am i doing <laughs> like is this where you want to go before she answered that i want to tell you when i wrote this down and then we had our like this mini production meeting she was like man this is dark I'm like, <laughs> this is an excerpt from your film dude from what you wrote i don't know why you're shocked this is what i loved about it like <laughs> yeah um you know it's funny because i'm I'm actually not a very, like, violent or aggressive person <laughs> at all. Um, so to, to write something like this, it was way darker than anything I had ever written before. Right. Um, and I had been inspired by another writer um, who actually, I, I, I don't even really know anything about this writer, but I read something that they wrote on, in a blog that I just, I was like, wow, like, that is so fucked up. And it is so authentic to their life. It was like based on, loosely based on an experience that they had had. And I started thinking about some of the things that I had been through right. um, growing up in the South and, and in this impoverished community as a queer person who was having a difficult time coming out and just, I experienced a lot of backlash right. in general. And you know, it, obviously this isn't based on a true story, but a lot of the elements are real and, and true to my life. So when I finally started writing it, um, I actually think I was working on Lucifer as their PA at the time. Um, I was our, I was working on a, a drama anyway, and, and we were exploring good versus evil, and... They're, my favorite film is Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay. And so you have these women who are set in the South who are faced with this unfortunate situation and then they have to they have to deal with that. Right. And what that looks like to them is not maybe morally sound to other people, but it's what they had to do at the time. Right. And so I loved the idea of this young girl just doing what she had to do um, to save herself and save her mother. Her mother is an important character to her. Um, so without giving too much away, I when I started writing this, there was a moment where I got very, very uncomfortable even because I knew that if I went forward with this, that people were going to see, and they were going to see me. Right. They were going to see a vulnerable side of me that I had never shared with anyone before. And it has already, you know, caused some turmoil in my family yeah. a little bit, um, just because 
it makes people uncomfortable. But that to me is the point. Because for me, I was tired of living in a world where we kept secrets, right. where we hid things. I, I'm just kind of the person that wants to put everything out there and deal with it and move forward. Yeah. Um, and so this is my way of taking my past, putting it out there, letting it go, and moving forward in a healthy way. And that's why I had to complete this project. It's why I had to finish Right. And so when you have a a project like this, like even though it's not as you said, it's not based on a on a real story, but I guess like for as any artist or as a writer, when you're creating something, even if it's not um intentionally about you, like it's something I'll always like connects with you because I like, when I do film reviews, um I, I find I always look at it from a personal point of view, even if it's like an action film and it has nothing to do with anything related to my life i always find i always find that i'm always writing like from a personal perspective like i'm like i'm having a conversation i'm telling a person this is why you know this i connect with this on this matter and it, it's an objective um perspective but like there's still something in it that i think i put into it so i and i guess that's what makes film especially if, um, film as a medium so um was I was the word was so powerful because even in a situation where it's like nothing about you, like there's still as human beings, there's always one part that we that we still connect to, right? And with a with a story like this, where it's about reclaiming your power, especially as women in this in this world and in this society, um, I I don't think there's a, a way that you can't like get some part of you involved in it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think for me. Writing Ray was writing, rewriting history. Right. It was writing. What? Oh, sorry. I was looking out. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 um, and also, uh, I, some of the inspiration for Ray came from a woman I know. Her name is Desiree Schneider. She's actually a queer pastor in New York. Okay. Um, and she is just one of the strongest people I've ever met. Um, and so part of the inspiration for this character came from her as well. Right. And so, oh, I just had a question and it just slipped my mind. Um, so... When you have a film, like, okay, so I, and if, and another thing that just occurred to me is like, when it comes to like thrillers, we don't really get a lot from the female perspective because a lot of the time it's always the, the woman in the damsel in distress. And even while she may be the protagonist, like she's always somehow subjugated at the beginning, but then she never really gets her full moment of revenge. And because the first film, the, the first film that just came to my head was the one for Carly, um, I never, I can't pronounce her name right, but it's the one where she was um, trapped in the house and she was like chained to the bed. It came out on Netflix, I think, last year. And she kind of got her power back at the end, but we never really got to see her get her full revenge. And that happened to the... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the one where like she and her husband went away for a weekend and they ended up like, they were like doing like, uh, you know, like sexy time. And then like, they were doing like slight bondage. So he had her like handcuffed to the bed and then he keeled over. <laughs> And left I, this. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. It's a really good film, but like it just occurred to me, like even when we have female protagonists in like thrillers or, or you know what I mean, especially where it's about a situation like this, like 
they 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 get their moment of revenge or comeuppance, but it's like they never fully get it. It's like it happens and then it's done. But uh, but the sense that I'm getting from from Hungry is like the the film is going to be about that. It's not like you know what I mean. Like it's not going to be just like a one minute of resolution and then the film is over. I'm getting a sense that the whole film is going to possibly be about um, her fully get her getting her full. Revenge, which I think is important, right? It's not just like, are yeah. you looking at Tennessee's face and she's like, <laughs> we'll, be on, uh, we'll be on her full journey. Ray's journey, I think, is is so common, and you know, it's about it's it's more about the the decision she makes and how she makes the decision, when she makes the decision, and why she makes the decision. Yeah, you know, it's very much it's very much an instinct, and even though you know she's a daughter, it's so much about like a mama bear instinct of just like. No, not today. Yeah. Not today. Not today, <laughs> I'm not the one. <laughs> right? So, yeah. And okay, and so when you so we change the name of the film to not today. <laughs> No, I love the name. I love the name of the film because it's like it, it, there's you're you're is you you're hungry for revenge and you're angry about it, but and it's like it just encapsulates everything that Sundays we as women feel is like, and like there are moments where I'm like I'm just so pissed off and it's like, like you know what I mean. And then because it, it's like when you're hungry, sometimes you're so hungry, but there's nothing that you can do about it. You're not in a situation where you can get food, so it's like repressed. Yeah. It's repressed. But I mean, that is basically, which is like. You're hangry, hungry for revenge. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. And, and so... So I would call it, like, I wouldn't make the, like, tagline, hungry for revenge. <laughs> no, I like, the, I like the tagline of it. It's not about justice. It's about revenge. Because sometimes when we think of justice, we don't think of it, like... Revenge, is to me, seems more complete. Whereas justice is about a process that you have to go through. You have to do this step and this step yeah. and this step. Uh, sexual abuse yeah. um, survivors yeah. sure you can get justice and maybe feel a little bit better but what we really want is revenge what we really want is that revenge yeah You're like, I want you to feel the pain that you made me feel yeah what you lose in those those interactions what you lose in that sexual harassment or that sexual abuse you can't get it back right so you know justice is like the legal way the way that the civilized way but uh but in our minds you know don't cut a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you a, a tweet. I do a tweet that said mentioned something about um something about that. Or oh, was it ta- yeah. teach a man to fish and teach a woman to cut a bitch? I think that was what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, someone should put that on a shirt. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. So when once the film is done, where are you going? What are your plans for it? Like, do what? Um. Do you have like to do the festival circuit, and then how are you going to do like go about doing promotion for it and everything? is to go to the festival circuit and just see where we fit. Um, you know, it's, it's it's been really cool to have Are We Good Parents do its round, and I would love to have this nice, darker film mm-hmm. do the same thing in, like, the midnight runs or what have you. Um, you know, we're going to... And if not, like, I think it's going to have a really healthy, like, life online as well once we finish the, uh, the festival run and, and just... And then go from there. Yeah, me personally, I I would really, um, 
I, there's sentimental value uh, for me to take it to Citizen Jane, which you had Are We Good Parents or was it Well, Phoenix? first Water Phoenix, and now Are We Good Parents. Okay. Yeah. So Citizen Jane is the women's film festival in Columbia, Missouri. Mm -hmm. I actually went to a women's college in Columbia, Missouri. Right. So as a film student, I participated in this festival, um, you know, being a liaison to other filmmakers that I admired. So for me, it would just be very full circle and, and rewarding to see that, um, to, to maybe get into Citizen Chain. That would feel really, like, powerful for me. Yeah. And they love Bola. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, gonna, it's a snap. You're like, it's a cinch. Right. So, well, the Citizen Jane Film Festival donated to our campaign. Oh, really? Barbie, like Barbie Banks. Yes. Holy crap. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so, is there, so, um, so we're going to wrap up, but are, is there any other projects that you would like to promote at the moment, apart from Hangry, that I can mention? Uh, well, for me, um, I mean, are we good parents? People go see it. It's, you know, going to a couple festivals, uh, Citizen Jane being one of them soon. Uh, it'll be in Napa Valley next month. It'll also be at Pittsburgh um, next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pittsburgh Shores. <laughs> um, Let's just put up a calendar. We'll mark pins everywhere that Bola is taking her movie. So it's, it's going it's going to a lot of places. Um, Rebel Without a Crew is going to premiere on uh, El Rey uh, uh, November 12th or 18th, somewhere in there. Um, so that'll be fun. It was on Go90. Uh, and then, um, yeah, that's, that's it for now, I think. I don't know. There's probably other stuff. No, I'm boring. Remember, <laughs> so nothing else for you in the works, Tennessee? You remember, you remember last year you were talking to me, Water Phoenix, mm -hmm. like, Like, luckily, I just finished something. But other than that, I didn't really have anything else. I didn't know it was going to happen, you know. Like, so she's at the beginning of her career. And I'm pretty sure after this hits, everybody sees how awesome and how dark her, her yeah. mind works. People will be like, let's see more. What, do you, what else you got? Like, fingers crossed. And I'm sure it will do well because I would love to see something at this um, at TIFF. Because I just I just did TIFF for the first time as accredited press. And I saw some fantastic films there. So I would love to see something like this in the um, in the shorts um, division because I think it would suit really well, especially for like the Midnight Madness programs that we that we had. So I, I would love to I would love to see your films in the festival circuit. So like one day, yeah. one day. Okay. Fingers crossed. Fingers and toes crossed. Donate to the, the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, like so, I'm gonna tell everyone to donate to the Kickstarter and give them their give them your money, people. Like, let's get Yay. this money. And it would be great if you went over budget. <laughs> like, that's always a plus. <laughs> right. Um. So I think that's it. So thank you so much for talking to me, Tennessee and Boa. This was fun, and I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see Hangry. And. Yay. Thank you. I just had an idea. Like it would, it would be hilarious if at the end of the film, you, you, like while people were watching, like they got to, they got like a little snack and said, "Would you like more?" Like <laughs> <laughs> a little bite size. A little bite, bite size. Bite. And people are like, oh, is this supposed to be flash? <laughs> oh yeah, he got me beef jerky. Beef jerky, exactly. With a bow around it, a red bow. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like, huh? I want to eat it, but I'm not sure. But no, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and I'm like, I'm an angry woman. Yes, I'll eat it. 
So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for talking to me. And also, once everything is...